0: Welcome to the Open to Hope show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley with my daughter and co-host, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Well, Heidi, we have got a great friend of ours on today, and I'm so always so excited to have Ken Druck on. He's just the man. What can I say anyway? Introduce him so we can get into the show, because we're going to be talking about what now after you've had a loss?
1: Well, many of you know, Dr. Druck. he is literally a world leader. In grief and loss, and how we transform our losses and how we find hope again. Ken has been on many, many of our shows. He was on our very, very first cable show many, many years ago, and it won an award. So uh, he is Dr. Ken Druck. He is a best selling author. Ken has appeared on national television many times and is a great thought leader of our time. He has coached leaders all over the world in business and government. Ken's personal journey after the tragic death of his daughter Jenna and his groundbreaking work with bereaved families have led him to discover how we go on. And his most recent book is aptly called How We Go On. And it's been number one on one of the bestseller lists. So, Dr. Ken, welcome to our show.
2: I love you guys. Can I just start with that? You know, we love re- you too, Ken. I have been yeah. just so excited about being with you because every time we're together the connection between all of us what we've all gone through how you guys have been there for me over the years in so many ways and the the blessing and the honor of being there for you guys as we've transitioned through all these seasons of loss but of love as well and so i'm just so delighted to be with you and i everybody i meet in your audience everybody who follows you guys you know they're such treasured souls and some of them are at the very beginning and some of them are in the middle and some of them are you know down the road like i just gave the the uh, keynote for the 22nd anniversary of 9 11 in new york and what do you say to to those of us who had been there for 22 years Yeah, we can't look at our watches and say well it's 22 years because grief doesn't occur all of it in time. Some of grief occurs beyond time. You can't tell the heart to calibrate. So like, oh, I can't feel that way. You know, I shouldn't feel that way. That's not the way the heart works. Anyhow, it's joy to be with you.
0: It's Awesome being with you. And how do we go on? I know people yeah. are hearing us here. You know, we lost Scott way 40 years ago. And then my husband of 60 years died three years ago. Everybody watching
2: this, first of all, everybody, you know, and everybody they know is going through some kind of a what now moment. Yeah, That's what life is. It's, it's a series of what now moments, whether it's after a loss and it could be a loss of life. As we've talked about, but it could also be a loss, like loss of a marriage or retirement.
1: Can in all these losses, for me, one of the common themes is loss of identity. Exactly. Who am I now without my father? Who am I now without a spouse? Who am I now without a job? I mean, you know, it goes on. Or without and on. my
2: faith, some of us lose yeah. faith in the beginning. It's like, how could God have? Done, how could this have happened on God's watch or mm-hmm. on on somebody's watch? and we're in that life is not fair, we're in that how do we go on moment, and it's different for each one of us, each one of us has to come up with, you know, here's here's what this what now moment is for me, after a loss, after the kind of loss I suffered, some of us, you know, have been with a child or a spouse or somebody who was long suffering, and it actually, it's a mix of feelings of, Oh my God, thank God she or she is not suffering anymore, but I'm waking up alone in bed in the morning, you know? Yeah, right. And what about the suffering that I'm going through? How do I go on from this? And there, you know, so me writing my last book was realizing, you know, it's everything I've been working and living to learn is, is that resilience, not the resilience that comes from, Quick fix thinking. Oh, I'm just gonna plug in a positive thought, you know, and that's gonna be enough. That does that's not never enough. It's mm-hmm. how do we summon newfound courage, oh. self-compassion, especially? And I want really want to hit that hard. How do we summon, you know, the strength, the kindness from our own selves? The protection from the world that tends to be grief illiterate, that doesn't say things that are really helpful all the time. How do we go on? How do we take care of ourselves? And that's what the whole book was about, is all the things that I've learned about how we go on, starting with becoming aware that we have our foot on our throat half the time, and we need to move from that foot on the throat to a hand on our heart. Mm, I like
0: that. I'm i put my hand on my Self,
2: heart. Yeah. Compassion, kindness. We need to speak to ourselves and treat ourselves not with judgment, impatience, blame, you know, condemnation uh, that we're not grieving fast enough or we're grieving mm-hmm. too fast or we're not doing this right. We're not with impatience, like, come on, get over it, you know, think about all the things we sometimes say to our, some of them, we're not even aware, we talk to ourselves. Did I really say that to myself? Did I really Mm -hmm. tell myself that I'm weak, or that I'm something's wrong with me, because I'm grieving? When what I need to do is move my foot from my throat, bring my hand down to my heart, and say, how could I not be feeling the things that I'm feeling? How could Mm -hmm. I know exactly what I should be doing?
1: Sometimes when we're grieving, we're grieving. I can be grieving too fast and then all of a sudden, thinking I'm too fast. And then all of a sudden I can be grieving too slow the next day. And then too fast because sometimes grief feels like I'm all over the place.
2: (laughs) So the hand of kindness says, today is new. I start, I do something interesting. I walk every morning because- for me, me my strength and survival is to get out and to start oh, yeah. moving my body in the morning. So I have a little trail. I take the dog and I walk, And but I do my three meditations. Mm. And I ask myself, take a deep breath. Everything good starts with a deep breath. Mm. I ask myself, what woundedness or pain or heaviness am I carrying today? Because today's a new day, as you said, Heidi every day is different. What about today? What is there a heaviness that I'm carrying, you know? And the second question is, what promise could I make to myself today? Mm. What promise do I need to make to myself today? And the third question has to do with gratitude. What gratitude would I hold today, even in the middle of the heaviness, in the middle of my loss, what what am I grateful for? And it could be something as small as, oh, I got a call this morning from Gloria, you know, and asking me how I was doing after my surgery. Or Heidi dropped me an email. It could be something simple and beautiful and elegant, mm-hmm. or it could be something extraordinary, like, oh my God, I'm so grateful for my grandchildren. You know, I'm uh, so
1: those little twins. I'm so,
2: I'm so grateful for Open to Hope because. You guys are here, you've been here for so so long with such dedication and devotion to to creating conversations, to convening conversations about loss so that we become that more literate, that we we are able to summon that newfound strength and courage and humility and faith and and whatever else it is that we need to go on.
0: Well, I wanna ask you about your latest since you brought up your surgery, how did you go on?
2: The greatest gift was realizing that I was gifted with 21 years with one of the most extraordinary and beautiful people walking the planet. And that I had Jenna in my life for 21 years in that way. And I wear my Hanania necklace, which is here I am in Hebrew. And here I am is, is the paradox that we all go through, because on one hand, I held my daughter's body when it was when, when she was returned from India where she died uh. west, abroad. and and I held her and I knew that she was no longer an occupant of that body. I knew that she had passed. she was gone. Paradoxically, my daughter's gone and she's right here. She has never left my side. There is a love that never dies Invite everybody to think about it. The love never dies. That's cultivated. It's what we signed up for. We said, Hey, if I get a tidal wave or a tsunami of grief rolling through because I was triggered at any time in any way for the next hundred years, it's the price I pay for keeping my love alive. This part of my Mm -hmm. heart is real estate. That's non-negotiable. It's where I hold my love for my daughter, for my brother, for my husband, for my son. You know, it's where we hold our love, the love that never dies. So for me, it's the greatest gift was her life. But it's also everything I have learned, the the opportunity to honor Jenna. I call them the eight honorings. And I Mm -hmm. talk about them. That's been my template for how do we honor them we survive number 1 we survive their death as unspeakably painful and excruciating as bottomless as the sorrow is at times i will survive i'm figuring out how to fight my way back into life
0: and to survive that's the first way we honor them is to survive their death that's what i learned from my experience with scott is that i would survive i could i would not only could i but i would live through it. And the second was that I would be happy again.
2: There you go. That's beautiful. And, and we survived. That doesn't mean, you know, you know, you guys ask me, Ken, how are you doing? And and often you've heard me answer, you know, I walk with a limp in my heart. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. Will I always, I don't know. I haven't lived always, but I can tell you the 27 years after losing Jenna, I walk with a limp and I'm not ashamed of it. Well, I don't well Ken,
1: things. I've got to say something. And I don't even know if my mother can put words to this right now. A couple of hours ago, she called me and she said, now, my brother died in 1983. She said, Heidi, last night, your brother appeared to me in a dream. And it was very real. And she was crying. And it was very real. And it was very comforting and i mean so he was right there with her in that moment in her dream which was powerful so
2: let's 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 create that uh, let's all agree everybody is watching we're watching now or you tuned in later let's all keep that hand of kindness on our hearts with permission to be human yeah permission for our love to live on whether it's through our dreams Or through being triggered or through sorrow that bubbles up, or sweetness and dearness and memories that bubble up. Let's let's be kind to ourselves for for the rest of our time Mm -hmm. rather than impatient. What's wrong with me? Why am I still dreaming? Exactly. And that's the way because the way we treat ourselves is the way we treat who else. Yeah. So if we're supporting somebody who's grieving if you're on this in this podcast because there's somebody else that you're supporting just remember that the kindness you show yourself is what you project in the way you treat others so heidi acknowledging her mother mm-hmm. and loving her mother and creating safety rather than judgments and admonitions yeah. telling mom i'm so proud of you and and in in my heart and my mind and my life it's safe it's not only safe, it's productive for you mm-hmm. to have allowed yourself a dream and imagining.
0: I know it is such a concern for people. It's been 40 years since Scott died. You never forget them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. They will always be with you.
2: That's the deal we sign. You know, if somebody came up to us in the beginning and said, here, you sign this contract or this contract. One contract says, we will sever all the nerves to your love. And the way you cherish the person you've lost will sever them. Don't worry. You won't feel any more pain. We're going to sever all the nerves or sign here. This means that you keep your love alive, but, but there are going to be moments of sorrow. There are going to be moments, beautiful memories that come. There are going to be moments of lostness. And you have to have the faith that out of that lostness is going to come a new foundness. Out of that emptiness which we all feel we all feel empty at times it's human with our hand on our heart we say out of that emptiness i will breathe into that emptiness and allow the the fullness the meaning the purpose that that is trying to reset and renew in me i will allow it to grow organically within me and i'm going to be patient while that happens I'm going to be kind to myself while that happens. And I'm going to ask for kindness from other people. I'm not going to be around other people who are impatient. How are you doing today? You know, what, why didn't you call me back? You know, and, you know, we don't want tragedy groupies in our life. We don't want people with impatience in our world. We need people who can truly be with us, not who are trying to figure out and fix us but who can really be with us, walk with us, stand with us, breathe with us, listen to us. That's what we need more than anything. And we've got we've to be selective. We don't have the luxury of having people who are sucking energy from us in our lives. We need to politely, kindly excuse ourselves and be with people who can support us.
0: I love that, Ken. And you have been so supportive and wonderful to the whole bereavement world. Tell people how to get your book and where to find you. And I know you've got lots of stuff on the internet.
2: Well, they, I'm going to give this to here. If I could squeeze it through. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is my new baby. Uh, how I we love it, Ken. Self-compassion, courage, and gratitude on the path forward. And uh, they can go to howwegoon.com. Dot, www. How we go on.com, and you can buy it in a bookstore. You can buy the audiobook, you can buy the ebook, you can buy the hardcover. And by by the way, you guys love my dog. Guess, oh, yeah, pictured.
0: Oh, I picture. Beautiful. So, <laughs> I love, I love it. it. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, Ken. You're always fabulous. We love you so much. I
2: love you guys dearly, and I thank everybody for their support i can feel you guys present and i hope in some small way we've or big way we've touched your heart and thank you for inviting me into this beautiful living room heidi and gloria and heather and now rebecca Paige and and the whole family that that gives this gifts to all of us thank you ken
1: thank you so much for being a lifeline for so many out there who are not sure how they are going to go on but eventually they will, because they are holding on to you and your what you have done with your life. So thank you. And I know Jenna is your North Star and your guiding light.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Love and to you guys.
0: Love yeah. to you. And thanks, everybody, for joining us on the show today. And Heidi I always and I always want to remind you that if you've lost hope, please lean on ours until you find your own. And God bless.
1: I'm Dr. Heidi Horsley. You have been listening to Open to Hope, the podcast.